When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. I have been up since 3 a.m., but I am here. I am rocking and rolling and I am ready to go. I did that thing, Joe, where I think I might have overcorrected. First of all, I tried to take a nap, which I never, ever nap. And napping when you have a three-year-old toddler in your house, I found out is very interesting and something that does not go well. At one point, he woke me up because he was hungry. That was to be expected. But then I fell back asleep. Then he woke me up again, bringing me his stuffed animal because he thought I needed his lovey to cuddle with because I was napping. He found any reason to continuously wake me up. And then after I attempted this nap, I started pounding coffee before our show because, of course, I wanted to be energized for you. Now I think it might be wired. Like, I think I might have overcorrected. And I don't know how I'm going to bed tonight. I got to be honest with you. You'll find the balance. You'll get there. You will find the balance. You will become a pro at this. It just takes some tinkering. How how long of a nap were you trying to get in? You can't nap for more than an hour. If you let the REM cycles get too deep, it's going to be impossible to wake up. 45 minutes to an hour, you can get in, get out, and you can get back into your rhythm relatively quickly. You worked in morning radio. You should know this. You should have studied sleep like I did back in the day because you know working in morning radio how detrimental your life ends up becoming. I did, but I did the strange thing in morning radio where I typically would not nap, and that is the move of most morning radio hosts. Really hard to do morning radio in sports because often you have to stay up late to watch sports at night. So when I was like when the Heat, because I was in Miami and local radio, we were the flagship of the Heat. When the Heat were in the playoffs and those games were going so late. Yes, obviously there were some naps involved, but typically I tried to keep a more normal schedule and go to bed at 8 p.m. so that I didn't nap because I hate a nap because there's nothing more that I hate than waking up. I'm big into sleeping in bed, you know, and waking up sucks. And then to do it multiple times a day, miss me with that. So I'm not a big napper typically. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive commercial insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options. An easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and plenty more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or all situations. So Dak Prescott. He got it done last night. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-14, to even though there has been a lot of questioning of Dak Prescott. He certainly showed up and showed out on the biggest stage in Tampa on the road. 25 of 33, 305 yards passing, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, gave you another 24 yards on the ground and another touchdown rushing. You can't get much better than what Dak Prescott did last night. Has he put to bed all the criticism, Joe? No, absolutely not. The problem for Prescott when it comes to criticism in the spotlight, and this can also be construed as a positive thing, is that he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. And everyone will say, well, yeah, that's obvious. Look, I'll peel back the curtain here. It's not hard to figure out what rates when it comes to TV and radio. There are certain topics that will always do well. LeBron James is one of those topics, and the Dallas Cowboys are most certainly one of those topics. As a result, producers, talent, TV, podcast, radio, all around the world are going to try to find ways to wedge those topics into their conversations because they know they're going to win. 
the Dallas Cowboys are going to be talked about a lot. And as the quarterback of that team, you are going to be talked about at every turn, whether it's fair or not. Now, this is great for your publicity because everyone is going to hear about you and know about you. And if you're playing well, you are going to become an icon. But if you are not playing well, people are going to crush you. For Prescott, the only thing last night did was give a stiff arm to everyone for about six days before he goes to San Francisco. And then he's going to be right in the crosshairs again. If he beats the Niners, he begins the process of getting people off his back. But it's not going to happen for good until he goes out there and wins a Super Bowl, whether that's fair or not. Do we talk about them because they're America's team or are they America's team because of how much we talk about them? I honestly don't know the answer to that, but you're right. The Dallas Cowboys rate Dak Prescott rates as long as he's got a star in his helmet and he plays starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. We are going to talk about him. And what does that mean? That means he's going to be scrutinized moving forward. I would love to say for Dak because I'm one who typically is a defender of Dak Prescott. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the league, but I think people treat him like he's the worst quarterback in the league and he's Far from that as well. I think he's a good quarterback, and he was a very good quarterback last night. But I'd love to think after a game last night in a wild card round, all of that is going to be put to bed for him, and he's not going to be criticized or scrutinized anymore, and that's just not going to happen when you play that position for that team. We're all going to go right back to it. You can't do it today, though. Dak did it last night, and he did it on the biggest stage. We got to give it at least 24 hours before we start saying, well, the Bucs sucked this season, and the Bucs were only in there because they were in a trash division, and that defense left so much to be desired, and Dak do it against a real team. Before we do that, you've got to wait at least a 24-hour grace period. Keyshawn Johnson, he, of course, is a host of a little show here called Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, and he thinks, though, Dak answered all those critics. People are going to try to move the goalposts. Now it's he finally won a playoff game. He's tied with so-and-so who won a playoff game. Joe Burrow's won more playoff games than Dak Prescott. He's the same as Brock Purdy. I mean, that's the they're going to continue to move the goalposts. Can you say that he played phenomenal in the playoffs? Absolutely. Can he continue this? Absolutely. Now, let's see. I mean, let's see. Do I think he's going to continue it? Yes. Do I think that people need to get off his back and quiet down? Yes. All of those things. And Booker's completely right. If he plays like this throughout the entire playoffs, you know, five touchdowns, four touchdowns, no interception, 300 plus every single game. If he plays like that, makes it to a Super Bowl, wins a Super Bowl, do we still have these conversations next year if he comes out flat? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. People will always find a way to criticize him because, again, it's a hot topic that people react to. So it's good for TV. It's good for radio. Like you don't get Fitz made a great point about yesterday. uh, Josh Allen, you know, if Josh Allen was a cowboy, he'd be getting more criticism. He's not a cowboy, Fitz. He's a Buffalo Bill. That's a very likable team. People for years have looked at Buffalo as their little brother. It's a nice team with a nice, fun fan base. They power slam each other through tables. They shotgun beers, and they go out and they cheer their Bills on. And the Bills have been lovable losers for so long, no one criticizes them. Rodgers catches criticism because he wins a lot. It's the winners, the consistent winners that are going to come under fire or the people on top of the mountain when it comes to the media. And that is the Dallas Cowboys. So Prescott could win a Super Bowl and then he could come out next year and throw two touchdowns and six interceptions in his first three games. And people will say he's lazy and he celebrated too much and that he probably has his best years behind him. But the reality is he just needs to tune all that out. He's a good quarterback. The problem is that I think a lot of people try to have the argument about whether he's a top-tier guy. He's not. 
but he's in that second or third tier. He's right there. He's competent. He's capable. He's good enough to win. He's got the talent around him. If he goes out and finds a way to get this team to the NFC Championship game, I think people let up just a little bit. He's a good quarterback, maybe not one of the greatest quarterbacks. And short of that, there's always going to be the room for the criticism because he's probably not going to be able to completely shut it down and shut it up like, say, a Patrick Mahomes has been able to do in his career. I did not see people jump through tables when I was in Buffalo. I saw a lot of beer. I saw a a lot of shirtless Buffalo Bills fans, men who had certainly enjoyed their winter. Let's put it that way, (laughs) even though it was 20 degrees outside they decided to uh, forego some clothing. I saw a lot of that. I did not see anybody jump through a table when I was in Buffalo. It was a little disappointing. You should have searched that out because I'd have to imagine it happened. How much time did you spend actually in the parking lot making your way around? Well, I didn't. That's the problem. As I, oh, wasn't, I wasn't probably frequenting the right Bills tailgates. I had my son with me. You're a Dolphins fan. You pulled up and you got in and got warm as soon as possible. And then it's, oh, I just didn't see anyone putting people through a table. They're not doing that in the security check-in lines. Well, actually, we got in and we went to the field. You know, <laughs> we're very fancy. Oh, wow. Lati like da. Oh, things to do, like hang oh, out on the field with all the players, guys. Coming up here on Joe and Amber, Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh. You need a quarterback next year for just one season. Would you rather have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? We're going to make our case next. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. You can also check us out on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
hanging out with you here on ESPN Radio. All you have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio to hear us. It is that simple. Give him a follow on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can give me a follow as well at Amber W Sports. Now, I am a lawyer, if you're not familiar with our show yet. Joe Fortenbaugh also himself went to law school. We have both uh, gone to the dark side and are right now, obviously, in sports radio. But that legal past will never leave us. And because of that, we like to do a little segment on this show that we like to call Jury Duty. Let's do it. All right. It's time to state your case. Welcome to Jury Duty. This is Jury Duty with Joe and Amber. Let's bring in our producer, James Steele, for help. Hi, guys. Hello, James. James. So I'm going to present a a topic here, and uh, each one of you is going to take a side. You're going to argue it, and then I'll decide who wins because... I'm the just producer. you? You're yeah. like the judge no, and the jury me. now? Yep. And judge, jury, executioner. Executioner. All right. All right. Yeah. Sounds like the Soviet Union. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Adam, uh, Chiefs reporter Adam Teicher had a great article today about like the two uh, huge moves over the last decade that changed the trajectory of my beloved Chiefs. Uh, the first was about 10 years ago. They hired Andy Reid as their head coach. And then... A few years after that, they drafted Patrick Mahomes in the draft. So the question I have for you guys, which was the most impactful move that they made? Was it hiring Andy Reid or was it drafting Patrick Mahomes? Amber, you have the floor. First of all, I'm shocked that you started with the Kansas City Chiefs topic. Let's start right. there, James. Yeah, uh, but good be. work out of you. <laughs> Second of all, uh, it's obvious here that the more impactful move, obviously both of these moves incredibly, uh, incredibly impactful, but the more impactful of the two is Patrick Mahomes. This is an organization that never took chances at the quarterback position. Frankly, an organization that traditionally hadn't made it hadn't taken many chances in terms of drafting at all. They had not drafted a quarterback in the first round since 1983. In 2017, they not only decided to do that, they decided to trade up in order to do that to get their guy in Patrick Mahomes. They traded up from 28 to 10. It was the move that changed the trajectory of the entire franchise and not just the franchise for the next few years or five years or even 10 years, but the longevity now that we see from these quarterbacks, you're talking about a single draft pick that quite literally changes the entire trajectory of your franchise for 20 years. By the way, them trading up to do that, they ended up sending that 2018 first rounder to Buffalo. That turns into Josh Allen. So that move, you could argue, works out for both teams and changes the entire landscape of the NFL. Since they drafted Patrick Mahomes, you're talking what hosts the three straight AFC championship games, multiple Super Bowl appearances, a Super Bowl ring, a player who's won an MVP, a player who's won a Super Bowl MVP, his first year starting 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. It was obvious from the get that they had a generational quarterback, probably the best quarterback of this generation. That's the move. The question isn't whether or not Mahomes is a great quarterback or the best quarterback. The question is, which of the two moves was more impactful for the Chiefs franchise? And the answer is Andy Reid. Unlike in New England, where we always had that question, well, is it Belichick that makes Brady good or is it Brady that makes Belichick good? Andy Reid had a hell of a run in Philadelphia. He went to five NFC championship games and one Super Bowl. He's proven that he can coach. It's not Mahomes that made him a great coach. He was already a great coach. Kansas City, the year before Andy Reid arrived, 2012, went two and 14. They hadn't won a playoff game in 20 years. Okay. They had one winning season in the previous six years. He steps in. They go 11 and five the first year without Patrick Mahomes. 
since he's been there, they've had 10 seasons of him in charge. All 10 have been winning seasons. They Five of their 10 seasons are without Patrick Mahomes. There is no way to argue that Mahomes is more impactful than Reed because Reed drafted Mahomes. Reed made the decision. Reed got him on the whiteboard during the meeting. They ordered some food. It's a famous story. And they sat in there all day dialing up plays and going over offenses. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. But the more impactful move for the Kansas City Chiefs was hiring Andy Reed. All right. Uh, we have made our decision here in the control room. And uh, we're going with Joe. Uh, he turned me. With, he's turned me. Listen. Smart I, decision. I, Amber, you had I take me. back what I said about the Soviet Union earlier. Great. Thank you. Amber, you had me until Joe said that Andy Reid did draft Patrick Mahomes. So that's, uh, that's what Boo. turned me. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, next up. Uh, <laughs> Jury duty. That's a toilet joke. Uh, all right, you need you need a quarterback for one season next year. Would you rather have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Joe, you got Aaron Rodgers. This doesn't take a, a while here. Aaron Rodgers is still in his prime. He didn't have a great season this year, but he did lose Devontae Adams. The year before that, he won an MVP. The year before that, he won an MVP. He's young. He's mobile. Once he started building things with Christian Watson, the offense really started to take off late in the year. They didn't do a whole lot, but still in his prime, still capable. Brady's closing in on 50. He's closer to 50 than 40. And quite frankly, his game isn't where Rodgers' game is right now. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is practically 40. Rodgers is 39 years old. I like that you called him young, Joe, because it makes you and I feel very young. But the truth is, (laughs) neither of these dudes are young. What are we talking about? What you mentioned there, Rodgers didn't have the best season this season. Well, you're right. He didn't even have as good of a season as, you know, 45-year-old Tom Brady, that other guy who you just called very old. Tom Brady leads the way in terms of yards, in terms of completions, in terms of percentage this season over Aaron Rodgers. And I would argue that Tom Brady seemed far more invested this season, even during a very difficult, tumultuous season, It seemingly anyways, for Tom Brady off the field and one that was very difficult on the field in terms of injuries. To, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't deal with as much adversity as Tom Brady did, and yet it was a dumpster fire for him this season for the huge majority of the season, absent a four-game stretch during the end of the season against lesser competition. I would say that this is an easy answer. You go with the guy who is proven in the postseason, who actually has seven rings, and, you know, can actually win games when it matters most. That guy is Tom Brady. Uh, we're going to go with Amber on this one. Tom is it Brady just because she was louder? Because she was louder can't go that wrong, time. Can't go wrong with the GOAT, I guess. All right, real quickly, real quickly, Warriors head coach Steve Kerr said this about Steph Curry a couple nights ago. He's the modern MJ, you know. I used to see this playing with the Bulls. You know, half the crowd's got red 23 jerseys on, and now half the crowd's got blue and yellow 30 jerseys. Steph is, um, he transcends the game. He elicits uh, an emotion from people, I think because he's so awe-inspiring with his play, that no matter where we go, there are people who are cheering for him and can't wait to see him perform uh, because we've never seen anything like him. So he says Steph Curry is the modern-day Michael Jordan. Some people would say it's LeBron James. 
Amber, what do you think? It's easily LeBron James. I understand what he's saying there. Yes, little kids like Steph Curry, great. A lot of little kids also like LeBron James. LeBron James is obviously the player that's always compared to Michael Jordan because he is easily the best player of his generation. There's a reason that they were ring counting when it came to LeBron and MJ. They weren't doing that with Steph. There's reasons for it all. It's easily LeBron for his impact on and off the court, frankly. It's Curry because kids try to emulate him. Kids tried to emulate Jordan in two ways. Number one, they bought Nikes. And number two, they stuck out their tongue when they shot the basketball. They wanted to be Michael Jordan. No kid can try to be LeBron James because he's a freak of nature. They try to be Steph because they can shoot threes like Steph. They can practice dribbling like Steph. Steph is more relatable. They try to seek what they can do. Steph, just like everyone wanted to be Jordan, he is the modern-day Jordan. And the... Control room says Joe wins. Uh, you didn't even have time to deliberate. It was, that it seemed... was a very quick deliberation. Yeah, it was not well quick. Done. I didn't see any talking here in the Zoom. I'm looking well at done, you. Well done, mm, seems like there was some tampering involved. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Joe and Amber, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh with you 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday in this time slot. And a little something we do here on Joe and Amber each and every day, several times a show, is we try to earn you some money. We help you out. Everybody likes money. Everybody could ear, everybody, everybody could use more. I don't care who you are. Listen, if, if Bezos is listening to us, first of all, Jeff, thanks for tuning in. Second of all, <laughs> you even could use some pizza money because you can never have enough pizza money and everybody likes pizza and everybody likes money. So what we do on this show is we try to earn you some extra pizza money. Joe gives you some betting advice, not huge wagers, small wagers, the kind of thing that you bet some pizza money on. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right. This one starts in just under half an hour at 9 p.m. Eastern to the ice we go. Excuse me. Where the Edmonton Oilers are taking on the Seattle Kraken. We're going to go ahead and play the Oilers tonight on the puck line, minus one and a half, which means we need to win by two goals. It's very juicy, plus 135, which means a $100 wager returns $135 in profit. Why would we bet Edmonton to win this game by two goals? The Kraken have been having a nice season. Glad you asked. This is a horrible spot for Seattle. It is their fourth game in six nights, and it's the second half of the back-to-back as they played last night and lost 4-1 to the Lightning. Not only that, this is their sixth city in nine nights. 
that takes its toll on anybody. Edmonton, meanwhile, has won three straight games, and they've had three days off. They're going to have the fresher legs. I like them to handle their business. The Oilers on the puck line, minus one and a half, plus 135, over the Seattle Kraken, pizza money number two. Super wild card weekend is over, and boy, was it super. Now we head into a divisional round this next upcoming weekend. I don't know why it's not the super divisional round, but apparently it's just the divisional round for the NFL. They're giving us four games this weekend, a couple on Saturday, a couple on Sunday, or Saturday games, Jags, Chiefs, and Giants, Eagles. Your Sunday games will be the Bengals and the Bills and the Cowboys and the 49ers out of these divisional round matchups. Joe, which one's the most interesting to you? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, it's Buffalo-Cincinnati, and that's coming from a Philadelphia fan. Buffalo-Cincinnati is the game. Buffalo-Cincinnati has the tightest point spread. It's right there with uh, Dallas and San Francisco. But this is the game we were all looking forward to a few weeks ago in Cincinnati. And then tragically, the DeMar Hamlin situation unfolded. Thankfully, Hamlin has recovered, but we never got to the end of that game. We had to reboot the AFC structure of the playoffs as a result. And now, here we go. The AFC has always been known for quarterback rivalries. You had Marino and Elway. Then you had Brady and Manning. And now you have this situation where it's Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. The AFC is in tremendous shape when it comes to quarterback rivalries. It's been going on for decades. The game's going to be in Buffalo. These are two outdoor teams. There's no excuses. Everything about this game points to a high-scoring matchup, a quarterback duel of the finest nature. It's got to be Buffalo-Cincinnati for me. I laid that out so well. I'm assuming you agree so we can just move on to whatever subject is next. You and I often agree, uh, which is a complete lie if you listen to this show, so you would know (laughs) that there's zero chance that we're going to agree on this subject as well because you said it's obviously Bengals-Bills. What you did there was you went with the emotion. From an emotional perspective, fine, coming off of that game that you mentioned that those two never got to finish because of the DeMar Hamlin situation. If we're actually taking football into account, it's definitely not Bengals-Bills. It's Cowboys-49ers. Now, you mentioned quarterback brewing rivalry. Most of us looked at Brock Purdy coming out of Iowa State and said, you know what? That man is going to have a rivalry one day with Dak Prescott. And here we are. The San Francisco 49ers are a team that a lot of people now feel so confident in that they have Mr. Irrelevant walking into a Super Bowl. I think that it is an unbelievably interesting team. They certainly had the pickup of the season in Christian McCaffrey. It's showing in Shanahan's system that you can do it with several quarterbacks under center. I like to joke that you could have anybody under center, and for whatever reason, that makes 49ers fans very upset in my menchies. But the point is, you can go out there and execute the system because of the talent that you have, frankly, around Brock Purdy, because of the scheme as well, and because of that San Francisco 49ers defense. The Cowboys defense ain't nothing to sneeze at either, by the way, and we've seen that defense actually look like a Cowboys defense of late. Dak Prescott is coming off of the best game of his career in a postseason performance, answering all the critics against the Tampa Bay Bucks. That Cowboys team looked phenomenal against the Bucks. I know the Bucks have left a lot to be desired, but we are talking about a Cowboys team that was in a do-or-die situation on the road, even though they were the team with the far better winning percentage. I really think that this matchup, from a football perspective, is going to be a very, very interesting one, and one that I could see Joe going either way. That's a company answer. That's all that is. It's a company answer. It's You're not at a company ESPN. answer. Also, you mentioned Bengals. the Cowboys. 
all the bosses bills. get excited. It's well, a company I know butters. Answer. First of all, I do know who butters my bread. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But Bengals Bills, <laughs> we're talking about two teams coming into that game that frankly should have looked much more dominant against the competition they were playing in the wild card round. Both teams were playing opposing quarterbacks that were down to their second or third string quarterbacks respectively. And both teams looked like they could lose those games at points. The Bills and Bengals both needed every minute of that game in order to win those games. And that's not the situation that we thought either of those teams would be in against the Ravens or against the Dolphins. So they're kind of limping into this game together, whereas the Cowboys and the 49ers, you're talking about two incredibly dominant teams coming off of their wild card rounds. The point you make is fair on the Bills side, I would say, because Miami was outgunned. They had injuries on both sides of the ball. We only focus on the quarterback situation, but they had injuries everywhere, especially on defense. Bills were 14-point favorites. I give Cincinnati a little bit more credit because it was the second week in a row they were playing Baltimore. The Ravens are well-coached, and they have an elite defense. So for them to not go in and blow out the Ravens, I'm not going to duck them for that. I duck the Bills a little bit. I won't duck them. San Francisco-Dallas has a legacy. It goes back to the 80s, then the 90s, and now here we go again. They met in the playoffs last year. There's a lot to build up around that, so it's certainly going to be exciting. I was surprised that the point spread came out four. I honestly thought this was going to be closer to a touchdown, which I think, A, speaks to the amount of money bookmakers are expecting from Dallas because they're a very popular team, and B, can we trust Brock Purdy week in and week in, week in and week out, excuse me, in the playoffs? That's the big question, because if Purdy plays well... I don't see Dallas keeping it that close in this game. It's not to knock the Cowboys. I just think the Niners have the far superior defense, and they've got weapons for days on offense. Weapons for days now that Debo Samuel's healthy again. Can we get to the real root of what has happened here, though, during this segment where we both just argued Bengals and Bills and Cowboys, Niners, but you set off the top of the segment that you're a Philadelphia fan. Yeah. And you didn't first. I mean, it's got to be sacrilegious to your entire fan. And Goodness knows that ain't a fan base that you want to upset in my experience, right? No, it is not. Eagles-Giants is a matchup that a lot of people would consider, even if they weren't Eagles fans, that a lot of people would consider a very interesting matchup. Certainly one that you could argue could be the most interesting matchup of the week, and I'm really kind of shocked that you're not going with that as your answer. Well, that's because a lot of people are idiots. This game will not be competitive. (laughs) Philadelphia is going to blow them out. The Giants are what I like to call Minnesota light. They're the same thing as the Vikings. They win a bunch of close one-score games. Minnesota was 11-0 until they lost to the Giants. The Giants are now 10-4-1 in one-score games. Their point differential on the season, including the postseason, plus one. That means through 18 games, they've outscored the opposition by one point. That is the definition of an average team. An average team is going to go to Philadelphia against the rested Eagles team that's had two weeks to get ready for this game. It's going to be a blowout. I would never suggest this is the best game of the weekend because this will be the most lopsided game of the weekend. You're probably going to turn it off at halftime. What about Jags Chiefs? Yeah, I, I, I Listen, Jacksonville's a nice story. Peterson's a fantastic coach. Sky's the limit for the Jaguars. They're going to get better and better. The problem in that matchup is that Jacksonville's biggest weakness is their pass defense. They are subpar defending the pass. Last I checked, and I may be wrong here, I may be getting old, I think the Chiefs can throw the ball a little bit. I heard there's this guy, number 15, who's made a few plays in the passing game. I think the Chiefs, I think the Jags could be in for a long one there. Andy Reid's history off a bye speaks for itself. 
that game could be a route, but I don't think that takes anything away from a miraculous season that the Jaguars have put together. I mean, no. how, how competitive do you see that game being? Do you think the Jags can get up for the second week in a row and put together a really strong competitive effort? No, and I don't think it's going to be very competitive, but also I think part of the problem is the fact that Jacksonville has already accomplished its mission, right? I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. Like, they have accomplished their mission. This has been a heck of a season, a season that I think surprised us all, and you're right. It's going according to plan. The sky's the limit for where that team's going to go. They just ain't there yet. So there's no shame in going to Arrowhead and getting blown out, frankly, if that is, in fact, even what happens. I'm not saying that that is what's going to happen. I'm not saying Jacksonville's not going to be competitive at all. But no, I don't think that this is going to be much of a matchup between these two teams. I do think when we look at Jacksonville, because you mentioned Peterson there real quick, and you mentioned how Sean Payton was interviewing for the Houston Texans job, and you were surprised by that. When you consider sometimes these teams that people think of oh not attractive destinations Jacksonville is certainly one of those traditionally but if you can bring in and draft the right quarterback obviously and you're talking about an upstart team you can see how quickly you can turn things around if you do have the right ownership behind you who's willing to spend money as well in the offseason like the Jags did it's turned around really quickly for that team and man I would think the future's very bright there in Jacksonville I mean how how bad of a job did Urban Meyer do like, I mean, think, just think about what this season says about how poor of a job Urban Meyer did. That might be the worst coaching performance in the history of the NFL. I don't get it either because people just want to write it off. And I know we don't have time to get into this. We're up against the clock, but people want to write it off like, oh, well, a lot of college coaches don't pan out in the NFL. It's like, all right, but we are talking about arguably the second greatest college coach of this generation, right? And for him to be that bad, for him to go from that to the worst NFL coach, maybe ever like that is what's bizarre to me is the discrepancy there I can understand him not panning out at the next level we've seen that a lot but man we've never seen that sort of collapse coming up next year on Joe and Amber Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh with you your turn to weigh in this is the part of the show where we ask you to join the conversation give us a call 888-ESPN-888-729-3776 give us your hottest sports take anything sports you want to talk about if you want dating advice we got that for you as well 888-ESPN Joe and Amber, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh. You can give him a follow on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can give me a follow as well at Amber W Sports. This is the time of the show that we like to hear from you. Give us a call. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. The phone lines are open. We're going to get to Caller Roulette in just moments. But first, let's try to earn you a little more pizza money. Let's do it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Final pizza money of the night. We go to the association. This game tips off at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's the Clippers. It's the Sixers. It's an under of 223 total points. Both teams rank in the top five in the NBA in defensive efficiency. Both teams rank in the top four in the NBA in terms of opponent points per game. The Clippers are actually the best team in the NBA when it comes to limiting the opposition on their home court. Number one in the NBA in points allowed at home at 104 per game. Additionally, both teams rank in the bottom 10 in the NBA in pace, which means they're not exactly sprinting up and down the court like you might see from a team like Sacramento or Indiana this season. Both had off last night, so they should have rested legs. Pizza money number three, the Sixers and the Clippers going under 223 total points. 13 black on no one. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. So it is that time. It is time for Call a Roulette here on Joe and Amber. Triple H, say ESPN. That's the number. That's how you get in touch with us. Bring us your hottest take, anything you want from the world of sports, maybe even a little dating advice if you need it. Let's get to it. Let's spin the wheel. Robbie, Robbie is in Missouri. Robbie, what do you have for us? Hey, I'm a longtime Eagles fan. Just wanted to pick your brain. Um, going into the offseason, a lot of free agents on the roster, obviously. Um, defense is a big need uh, with more free agents than we have on the offensive side. Um, just wanted to see if it came down between Hassan Reddick and James Bradbury for Philly to re-sign. Uh, what would you guys, what do you think, who should be the priority there i'll hang up and listen just curious thanks for the call i appreciate it a philly fan already looking ahead there joe completely unacceptable completely I mean, I, unacceptable I'm really son shocked by that you need to get your priorities in order the off-season conversation is for loser franchises like amber's miami dolphins okay. they got nothing to play they're, they're for now down. them the jets all these other bum organizations that have nothing to play for they're talking about the off-season Philly fans need to lock in. Little Blue's coming to town this weekend, and we need to cover the seven-and-a-half-point spread. We know we're going to win, just a matter of how many. So that's the focal point right now, and then we're going to get ready for the Niners because McCarthy and the Cowboys will collapse, as expected, like every year. So get your head right, son. I'm not talking about the offseason, although if I was, I'd probably go with Reddick because you already have Slay at cornerback, so what are you going to do? You're going to pay two cornerbacks and not have a pass rush? You need a pass rush. Dolphins and Jets out here just catching shrapnel for no reason make me feel better about it let's spin this wheel again godson godson is in memphis hey godson thanks for the call what do you have for us um what will the 49ers need to win the super bowl 
Thanks for the call, Godson. Uh, I was told that you were 11 years old. I always like to hear from our younger listeners. We're very popular amongst the kids, Joe. Uh, that's what the ratings tell us. I have no idea if that's true. I'm just going to go ahead people. and throw that out there. But we're very fun. We're very youthful. We're very hip. That's what that means. Especially noted by the fact that I just used the word hip. Yeah. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl just need to keep doing what they've been doing. And Brock Purdy needs to not collapse under pressure. Yeah, it's going to need to be Purdy being game manager at worst and playmaker at best. We saw it against the Raiders when they were jammed up. They needed him to make a lot of plays, and he was able to do that. But on the road at Philadelphia, should you get to that point, it's going to be a big test. I mean, what's <laughs> we can focus on Purdy all we want. Eventually, the conversation is going to come to Kyle Shanahan and how he's going to manage the biggest games. Because Shanahan either gets way too conservative when he should be aggressive, or he should get aggressive when he's supposed to be conservative. He's had that problem for years. He takes a lot of heat for the Atlanta Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. He takes a lot of heat for the loss against Kansas City when the Chiefs came out afterwards and said we were praying they wouldn't run the ball and our prayers were answered. They started throwing late in the game. That's not a good look so to be honest the focal points on purdy but a lot of it's going to be on shanny triple h espn that's the number that's how you get in touch with us here on joe and amber let's spin the wheel big al big al is in st louis big al thanks for the call what do you have for us hey uh raider fan here and i wish i had philly fans problems about he's in the playoffs talking about next year I got McDummy throwing the ball late in the fourth quarter, lose five games, and now they're talking about Tom Brady. I need a future, guys. What do the Raiders need besides a total flush out? Well, the Raiders need a quarterback. You just mentioned it there, Big Al, and I don't know what you're going to do. I am concerned for the Raiders because I don't think the grass is always greener, and I don't know if the next guy is going to be better than Derek Carr. Josh McDaniels needs to up his game. That was not a good year one, all right? That's an NFL record for double-digit second-half leads blown. I think they had five, maybe six. It's unacceptable. You get one year as a pass. They're clearly not firing you. This next season, you got to clean that up. The Raiders need to be a sharper football team. You can't keep melting down in the second half. So you know what? You get a pass in year one, but the coaching has to be razor-sharp in year two. Let's quickly spin the wheel. Chad, Chad's in Arizona. Chad, what do you have for us? Hey, I think uh, a longtime Packers fan here, and I think it's time. Uh, I hate to say it, Packer Nation, but I, I think it's time. I think it's J-Lo time. And I'm one of the biggest A-Rod supporters and lovers of all time. I just, I, I think we got two great quarterbacks, I think. And if we don't make a decision here soon this offseason, like, I think J-Lo is going to leave, and then we're going to be back in a position with Aaron in a couple of years. If he stays and he's done, like, now we're back at the drawing board, and like, who knows what's going to be coming out at that time. I, I have no idea if Jordan Love is a good quarterback. I think that's the problem with this conversation. I know Aaron Rodgers is coming off of two back-to-back MVP seasons, Joe. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd call both guys great and say you have two great quarterbacks, but I love the optimism. At some point, you are going to need to turn the corner and start looking towards that next chapter of Packers football. I mean, he could be right. For all I know, Jordan Love is excellent. We just haven't seen enough of it, and the snippets we have seen have certainly left a lot to be desired. Thanks for joining us here on Joe and Amber. We're going to talk to you again tomorrow, 7 p.m., same time, same place. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. 
You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.